Sarah Todd, wonderful to see you. How are you doing? I'm amazing. I'm even better now that I'm talking to you and we have some exciting news coming up. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, the first question we need to ask each other during the times of a pandemic is, is, is your family and you, are you safe and healthy, most importantly? Yes, thankfully. I mean, touch wood, it's, uh, I mean, it's such crazy times, but I'm just happy that everyone around me is safe and sound. And, um, you know, I think more than anything, it's, it's trying to stay mentally strong as well. And you know, I think there's a lot of support that has to go both ways and just keeping an eye on everyone and, you know, checking in as much as possible is the most important part. I'm really excited because as a tennis fan and a foodie, this really brings two of my primary passions together. Tell us about the Australian Open Chef Series. What's it all about? So, you know, I was standing in Mumbai when I got the call to say, you know, do, do you want to be a part of the Chef Series? And, you know, it was such an overwhelming thing because I guess, you know, the last six years I've been spending so much time in India and it's become my home. And this was kind of the first really big deal in Australia where I got to showcase the chef that I had become over the last six years. So when I started getting involved in the whole process, I mean, I absolutely loved tennis and I'm so proud of this huge grand slam that happens in Melbourne every year which is my you know I've got two homes <laughs> bit of Melbourne bit of India as well and yeah I mean it's just such an incredible platform it's such an incredible grand slam and they showcase not just the tennis but it's all about that community feel it's about food completely and yeah I mean it's just I've been involved in the whole process for the last, you know, it was about a hundred days of planning, if not more. And um, yeah, and it was just such an incredible experience. And to be the first female lineup as well, was in, it was amazing. Yeah, and that's a very interesting part of Melbourne, isn't it? I mean, Melbourne Park is one side and across the road, I mean, just in the area is the cricket. So it's just a wonderful community of, of sports lovers, you know, especially roundabout Boxing Day, leading into the Aussie Open tennis, you know, the cricket happening and the tennis. It must be really such a wonderful community to be part of. The whole city just comes alive. And by the way, it, it sounds like you've been to Melbourne. Have you? Yeah, a few times. Yes. <laughs> uh, much as you love, much as you love India, I love Australia. You know, oh, so okay. that about your country. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think um, you know, it just the whole city comes alive, and it, you can just feel the energy everywhere. Everyone's in a good mood. It, you know, there's so many little activations, or not little, but activations happening all across the city, and and it's not just about the tennis. And that's what I love. Like even last year, I took my son to the ballpark, and you know, he got to play a bit of tennis and all these different activities. So it's a real family affair, and I mean the chef series was just um it was it was amazing because i guess it was the first time showcasing um, that little touch of indian cuisine in australia and i was i was a bit nervous to be honest and when i was writing the menu you know every single dish touched on a different point of india and the highlight was you know showcasing that australian produce with that indian touch and I I just you know I was I was quite nervous because you know it's it's obviously um, you know quite a different cooking style that I have grown to love and has become my style and when I put down that first plate you know all that pressure and the lead up to the Australian Open and you know becoming part of that AO family all kind of come together in this one day and it was you know a really
really beautiful thing. I had one lady say to me, she's like, you know, I had no real expectations when I came to this dinner, but she's like, you need to call your mum up and tell her that she should be so proud of you. This food is incredible. She's like, this is one of the best meals I've ever had. And I was like, I felt like crying, you know, it's just like, because I guess you put a bit of your heart on the plate, right? And, you know, I mean, the Australian Open is just that family community that, you know, I think we all got so involved and it was just amazing. So I feel very blessed. You know, years ago when MasterChef had just happened, one of your first few India trips, I remember having you over in my studio in Perel, in my radio mm-hmm. studio. And at that time, you told me about your background and you said you, you're from a small town and the pressure cooker situation with, you know, so many people and being the center of it, it takes some getting used to. Now, I'm going to ask you a question a few years down the line. Do you personally revel in that pressure cooker situation like situations in the AO series or would you much rather take your time about things what what is your personality type evolved into well I mean the pressure never disappears I mean you know I think if you love what you do then you're always going to feel that pressure you're going to always you know get those butterflies inside and and it just does not go away I was like when is this you know is this ever going to get easier but it doesn't it doesn't get easier the you know you get more involved I'm definitely a bit of a perfectionist and I think the the difference now is that I feel like I've really found my groove and I think you know you always hear people say to you that you know find what you're passionate about find your own style find your own personality and I think you know in the early days when I started cooking in India it was really that whole French background coming into play and then the last kind of you know few years I was like oh my god this country is just full of so many different flavors and textures and cooking styles and I was like I just I don't know it overcome me and I guess I've found my own little groove now and I think it's just been so amazing to be able to showcase it on such a big platform like the AO Chef series and um and be really proud of of it as well so yeah I think um definitely still get very nervous definitely still get very anxious that's not disappeared And very overwhelmed, but I think, you know, it's just focus on what you do and and I think if you do your work well, then the rest kind of, you know, you have to brush it off and just keep moving forward. <laughs> it was a packed Aussie Open tennis at the beginning of this year before the pandemic broke out. We had the big three, Novak, Roger and Rafa Nadal all making the quarterfinals. Also, some of the younger lot like Zverev and Thiem and the ladies' side saw Muguruza, Halep, Kenin, Barty, Kvitova all making the last eight stage. So, who are the tennis players you interacted with and who actually actually sample some of your cooking well i think there was a bunch of different people that got to sample my cooking i remember you know getting to watch barty play as well and that was quite a proud moment to see her out there and yeah i mean it was just such a, a big opportunity to be able to be a part of of everything and i cooked for a, a room full of 300 women which was amazing as well so it showcased um Yeah, again that same sort of cooking style. So, yeah, I I had the best time interacting and just um watching the tennis and just being a part of the whole experience. Did you play tennis as a child? And if not then what other sport did you grow up playing? I at some point in my life I played every single sport and tennis was definitely one of them. I've been getting my son into it. So, we've been doing some lessons. I've been pushing him into that side of things and he's got a a good swing and um he really just loves it. So, 
gosh, I was a complete tomboy growing up. So I've literally played every sport under the sun. <laughs> For those of you watching this or listening to this, Sarah Todd is on The Perfect Serve, which uh, premieres on the, the Sony 6 network. I noticed in the promo to the TV show, The Perfect Serve, you've talked about the Pani Puri. Have you managed to eat it off the street here in Mumbai? And what is the twist that you've given to it? Of course I have. So I I did a Pani Puri, I did a Kakra, which I served um, a seared Wagyu on top of the Kakra with the horseradish aioli. I did a Madras curry with a seared barramundi. I did a lal mas with an Australian um, lamb rack. And I mean, everything had a touch of India and a little spin and my touch, I suppose, as well. So, yeah, you know, it's it's been so amazing that this was all captured in a television show. And, you know, the fact that the, the whole team at the Australian Open came over to India with me and managed to film an announcement of the Australian Open in my restaurant in Mumbai. And, you know, to have everyone embrace and just see, you know, the sorts of things that I've been doing in India and, and and I think, you know, the great thing about the show is it kind of plucked a couple of us female chefs, you know, Bo from Bangkok and also Annalise Gregory, who's, you know, from Tasmania in Australia, kind of followed all of our journeys. So, you know, that touch of all the multiculturalism coming back to the Australian Open, which was really beautiful. So tell me about more items on the menu in the AO Chef series. You haven't told me about what you had for dessert, what you made for dessert. <laughs> So I actually made a version of Soul Cuddy. So it was basically this dome of like lychee mousse and um, rose. And then I had liquid nitrogen and I froze the rose and crushed it on the table in front of everyone. So it was a real masterpiece, I suppose, in the center of the table. So it was, yeah, I think uh, I was overwhelmed with how much people loved it. And it's just, I mean, it goes to show there's so many incredible flavors in India. It's pretty hard to go wrong. You just mentioned Annalise and Bo, the other two chefs who feature in the AO Chef series. Have you been to their restaurants or eaten their food? What do you think of their art? Well, I picked away at their food at the Australian Open, but... Um, you know, both of them are so talented. And I think, you know, like to see other women chef, chefs running a kitchen and, you know, the pressure of being in a kitchen. And obviously, you know, it is more male dominated than female. So to see that line up there, I, you know, felt this kind of, you know, it was an amazing feeling to just have such a strong lineup of female chefs. And the fact that the Australian Open made the decision to, you know, pursue an all-female lineup. So I just think it goes to show how forward thinking they are and the fact that they also you know one of the first people to have equal prize money for female tennis players and male tennis players and you know now to to be showcasing females in the food world as well which is you know it's so forward thinking and um and amazing Let's talk of your India projects before the pandemic came down, of course. You poured so much of soul and passion into Antares in Goa. Tell me about the process and the hard work and how much you enjoyed that. <laughs> I mean, so the whole process of building Antares was, oh, I just remember standing on the property the first time and it was a bare hill, nothing there, but, you know, bushland. And I just could see it in my mind. You know, I had this vision of what I wanted it to be and just the process of, being able to execute that and you know to have an idea and see it come to fruition is just such an incredible thing and it was definitely one of the most challenging things I've done in my life but it also was the most rewarding you know I think I've grown so much as you know an entrepreneur and as a chef during that whole process and 
you know, it's so close to my heart and, and I just feel like landing in my home when I get into Goa and walking in and it's how many years on now? Six years on since we opened and the core team is the same. So, you know, having this family that was there in the beginning of, you know, the building process to now still be in the, the restaurant is such an incredible thing. I don't know. It just, it's, yeah, such a beautiful place. It definitely has a soul. And yeah, I mean, I've definitely grown a lot as as a person through that whole process. So, you know, I just feel so lucky that India has welcomed me and the team around me has, you know, like we have the, every year we have a Christmas party and it's so funny because, well, a staff party, I suppose. And every time I land up in Goa, they're like, when's our Christmas party? I'm like, it's not Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I, I don't know. I feel like the the staff is my family and, you know, we're, we're really close. My mom did a secret Santa for all the staff last year my son jumps in the kitchen with all the boys and yeah i mean it's just very close to my heart and goa itself you must enjoy it so much isn't this the time of the year that you normally pack your bags and you're here in goa what is it that you most love about the place and the people apart from your restaurant of course uh, you know, it's just, there's something about Goa, the second you land, it's like calming. And I think, you know, everyone is, is seems to be in a good mood. And I think it's being by the beach and it's so beautiful and it's relaxing and I don't know, I fell, fell in love with it in the very early days. And I just, to be honest, also love all the local Goan restaurants as well. So I always go and, you know, have a beautiful Goan Thali and I had my spots that I <laughs> go to. And yeah, it just feels like part of the, you know, just part of the community. So it's um, a very special place. And you must now know the concept of Suse Guard in Goa, the afternoon <laughs> siesta. <laughs> relaxing (laughs) let's talk about the wine rack here in Mumbai when it first came up a lot of people were really impressed and you must have been so happy to see it kick off and buzzing yeah you know it was the whole I think opening in Mumbai was a point where my cooking style started to really get its groove I would say and the whole concept behind the restaurant is that Indian food can go with wine. You know, people think that, you know, Indian food is for having a glass of beer or a kingfisher or something, you know, and I just wanted to showcase that, you know, what Indian food can be glamorous and it can, you know, has ways of being presented that can go in a fine dining restaurant. And that was the point of experimentation of, you know, figuring out which flavors from India and which produce to showcase. And I think that was probably the turning point of my whole cooking style well looks as though you're having a lot of fun uh, times with your son phoenix in lockdown you guys are cooking together how's his online classes going i mean all of us who have children i have two of them you're always worried about those online classes and them looking at the screen so how's life with the son at home (laughs) i mean it's just so beautiful that we get to spend this time together and i think you know the one thing that we can take away is that we're all having that bonding time and you know spending a lot of time together we all have busy lives and i think we'll never get this time back and if there's any positive you know point that we can take away from this is just to make the most of that time with family that we have around but he's definitely getting very itchy feet and wants to meet his friends that's for sure (laughs) you've also been to parts of india that are not really well known outside of india sarah Mm -hmm. assam for example did you enjoy your time there tell us a little bit about the assam experience 
Yeah, I mean, I Assam was really beautiful. I went all the way along the Brahmaputra and into, you know, really small rural areas. And it was just so beautiful. I mean, one of the places that I loved the most was the Mishing community where the best part was their front door is to their kitchen. So you enter the house through the kitchen. And I just remember seeing this setup of like, you know, two flames on the floor. They've got skewers that are being like, you know, basically dried out and and marinated next to the flame. Then they've got a grate on top that is for smoking the meats and, you know, all this like setup that I'm like, oh my gosh, like chefs dream of this kind of setup in their kitchen, you know, and this is just standard for restaurants in Assam. So yeah, I mean, I had such a beautiful time, very welcomed and, and yeah, absolutely loved the experience. Let's come back to the perfect serve the TV show on the Australian Open Chef series. You did say that there was a camera crew that was following you here in India. I know that you love to spend time on picking your produce even before you get into the kitchen. Did you go around the local bazaars in Mumbai? How was that? And, you know, did they get enough behind the scenes footage? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I mean, the greatest thing is highlighting produce. And, you know, especially in India, there's so many unique ingredients. And yeah, we went into the bazaar. We went, you know, looking for spices and so much inspiration and you know the whole the fact that they got to follow me through that journey and you know the kind of discovery of what my menu would look like was incredible and yeah I mean it was just nice to have them you know be such a big part of what I'm doing in India and yeah and showcasing that I suppose so you know I just think yeah it was really beautiful that they did that. Indian chefs who you think are doing a great job and why you admire them? Um, I think, gosh, I think there's so many chefs that are doing so well. I mean, Saran just got his butter chicken that, you know, is even on the map here in Australia. Um, you've got the guys at Mask that, you know, are really reinventing that modern side of, of food and, and cuisine and highlighting produce like we were just talking about. Manish, who was probably the pioneer of that food movement and yeah and I mean on top of all of that it's just all the locals you know like my favorite thing to do when I go to any city is just to go to a really local haunt and eat that authentic food you know in Kashmir you know I was eating on the floor Rajasthan I was eating with a really local family eating budgerikki roti sitting over a flame you know these are the moments that really stick in my mind and I think that they're the ones that have been really really life-changing for me which is you know just seeing like the hand that people have like the food is just so incredible and like the memories are kind of etched in my mind and so many beautiful flavors you're so loved and respected in india and you've also written this wonderful blog about similarities between delhi and mumbai and uh, 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 you know delhi and melbourne and mumbai and and sydney now for people who haven't read that the delhi melbourne comparison or the mumbai sydney comparison talk me through that and that similarity is why i guess sarah that you're able to adapt so easily to indian life and culture yeah you know i just feel that mumbai especially is that whole you know it's quite a transient it's fun it's you know fast-paced and there's a lot of that media side of things and and then the same as in sydney i spent so many years in sydney in when i just left school i moved to sydney for my modeling career and it was yeah like just that fast pace and lots of energy and and then you've got like mumbai uh delhi and, and melbourne and i just feel like you know i'm now living in melbourne when i'm in australia and 
it's this kind of definitely like that sense of community it's family orientated and the food is insane so you know I'm, i've got all my my staples that i have in delhi as well so yeah i mean it's just uh yeah i've definitely found like a little connection with with a lot of places in india for sure it's also been a tough phase for us for australia with the fires then followed by the pandemic uh, were friends and family affected by the fires talk about how the country is recovering from the loss of flora fauna uh, property wildlife yeah i mean it's it's been so horrible i think you know back to back having such big you know issues in australia and i think the biggest thing that i noticed when you know straight after the fires was the sense of community and everyone was reaching out and trying to you know assist in whatever way possible to help bring back these communities that were you know most affected and yeah and i think it's that whole like camaraderie and i think it's one of the reasons why people like master chef australia because i think there really is that beautiful camaraderie and it's everyone kind of trying to lift each other up and and i really noticed that when the fires happened and i felt very proud of you know the country and how they all pulled together to really support all of those affected areas your go to food and dessert savory as well as dessert when you're down and out and you want to feel good <laughs> oh my gosh well it's changing all the time but probably my two like the, the the two that i always loved and still i love them more because i've just been cooking them the last couple of days but kima and gulab jamun is my two like favorite and then but like it's endless now i just made like this beautiful prawn dish that i had at a friend's house in india and i have a thousand like a list of so long but then i always love my mom's pavlova can't go past that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I see a lot of pavlova on your social feed so I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> what kind of music do you grow up on and what do you listen to now? I mean again in India we were always influenced by Australian bands. I grew up listening to Jimmy Barnes and Kylie the Little River Band in excess. What was on your playlist when you were growing up and what is now? Well, all of the above was definitely on my playlist and um, my mom has a record player and we've just started pulling out all of her old records which is incredible. And but yeah, I mean, I listen to a little bit of everything to be honest. I feel like music is, you know, a form of like vocalizing your emotions and I think it connects with how you're feeling. So, I definitely listen to a bunch of different types of music and I don't have a set type of music but yeah i think music is a, a very great expression and you know it can be quite an emotional tool as well so i definitely like listening to all different kinds of music let's sign off with your favorite tennis player on the men's side and your favorite tennis player on the women's side and the reason why you yeah. picked them i can't i can't uh, choose this is why you're um you know trying to to get me to choose chefs and all of these things <laughs> But, you know, to be honest, I just think that I was so proud of Ash Barty and and watching her play. I think that uh, you know she's done such a fantastic job and is doing great things. So she's definitely my favorite right now. Great, Sarah. Always a pleasure talking to you. We hope to see you back in your second home, which is India, very very <laughs> soon. Lots of love. Thank Cheers. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye.